Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Made in VA podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hancock, and today I am joined by Christian Adams. He is the co-owner of the Local Cup Coffee coffee Company or Coffee Shop? Coffee Company. Coffee Company. Yeah. That's right. I couldn't remember. I knew yeah. it was one or the, one or the other. Uh, you guys are located yeah. <laughs> over uh, on Chamberlain Avenue, Route 301, uh, in between yes, sir. Rutland and Hanover High School. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Absolutely. Has quickly become uh, mine and my family's favorite local place to get a cup. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've actually, um, you know, I think I probably more so here recently. Ironically enough, since the shop has been closed, I feel like you and I have seen each other more and gotten a chance to connect <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Then when the shop yeah. was open, but uh, but I think we've been sure. uh, we've been shopping with you guys, my wife and I have for probably a little bit over a year now, and it's been uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. You know, we try to turn everybody, yeah. everybody locally here in the Ville, uh, you know, your way that we can. So um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk shop a little bit today uh, with Christian, get a little bit of his story, and talk about the story behind the local cup. So. Uh, Give me a quick little bio um, on you, man, before, you know, pre, pre-local pre cup, just really quickly. Have you always lived in Virginia? Um, you know, if not, when did you move here? And, you know, just give us a quick little rundown of you. Yeah, man. So I am actually not from Virginia. Um, I am from e- Eugene, Oregon. Cool. Um, home of the Ducks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I grew up there, and um, I actually – went to go, um, after I graduated high school, I went to, um, a Bible school over in England. And, uh, when I went there, I actually met my wife. Um, and so she's from Hanover, Virginia. Okay, uh, cool. She was born and raised here and we just so happened to meet over and, um, in England doing this Bible school. And, uh, yeah, from there we, we, um, just got to know each other and became friends and, one the one thing led to the next. Um, we uh, ended the school, and then we started dating long distance. And um, so I was back in Oregon, and she was here. And then we got married, um, pretty, you know, within a decent amount of time um, after our school. And then uh, we actually moved back to the UK, um, and we helped lead some other Bible schools. I'm a part of the organization that we were with um, for a couple of years. And then um, our visa actually ended up, uh, well, it didn't end up, it ended. Um, and so we came back to the States and um, that's when I really was like, you know what, let's, let's see if I can get my foot into the coffee industry. So I applied to Starbucks. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. well, what better place, so, to, <laughs> what better place to get yeah, you in the door to coffee, right? I know, I know it. Yeah. So, well, um, you know, I think that that's fitting too, because you're from the Pacific Northwest. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's, it's crazy too that, you know, I feel like there's a huge coffee culture in the Pacific Northwest. And before I went to my Bible school, I actually didn't drink coffee, oddly enough. Um, And there's, you know, there's more coffee shops per capita in Portland, Oregon than there is anywhere else. Um, and so it was just kind of crazy to, uh, to kind of see my journey of where, where I started to where I've ended up, um, in the current 
uh, place that I'm in now. So, uh, but I worked for my dad. My dad owns a construction company for a long time. So I did that and I found that that was not my calling in life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, I did a little bit of, uh, my own stuff. So like I, started uh, printing shirts and stuff and I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's very creative and I'm, I'm able to kind of have my own schedule. And so my first client was my dad and his construction company. So I printed a whole bunch of shirts and tote bags for him to hand out to his clients and whatnot. And then, um, I really felt like I was supposed to go to this Bible school. So I went to there and, uh, that's where I met my wife. And, um, yeah, now we're here back in Virginia. Awesome. So, and so when, yeah. um, so fill in the gap for me between now and when the coffee shop started. So when did you, when did you open the doors? Actually take me a little farther back. Tell me like when the idea really hit you and then you were like, you know what, this is, I'm going to do this and then take me to the opening. Yeah. So, um, I, okay. So again, Precursor, I didn't drink coffee before the Bible school. So uh, once I got into the Bible school, that's when um, a lot of my peers around me drank coffee and they would like to have meetings around coffee and all that. And so I was like, man, if I'm going to drink this, I want to make sure that I have a good cup of coffee that I can actually like drink and be like, yeah, this is good. Instead of like just drinking some really rubbish coffee where, you know, it's, you want to choke on it. Um, so anyways, that's kind of where I got my start. Um, is just having all my meetings around, um, coffee. And so then I just started researching. I started as a hobby looking at, okay, what, how can I brew the best cup of coffee around me? And then as more, as I started doing that, I found, you know, the French press and then I went on to the Chemex and I did the pour over. Um, and so I started collecting all of these brewing vessels, um, to find out how I can get the best cup of coffee, you know, and I didn't start out just drinking black coffee, you know, we would, we would go to the local cafe or to Starbucks, whatever was closest or more convenient in the time. Um, so I started out myself with lattes and, and all of that, just drinking that. Um, so yeah and then you know i just got curious so i just kept on learning more and more about coffee and how it's grown the different types of species species not species um and uh and the different methods and how interesting it it was as a concept of you can literally make coffee taste as strong or as weak as you want but also how you prefer it not just one set recipe um, and you either like it or you don't. Um, And so that was fun for me to just kind of play around with that. Um, So then as time progressed, I started getting into more finer coffees and drinking more of just black coffee and being able to pick out the notes and all that um, inside the coffee. And then um, as I continued to have meetings around coffee, you know, it, it was just such it felt like it was such a place of belonging and where um, a lot of community happens um, around coffee. And, um, and so that was, I was just, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the idea of like, Hey, let's go to coffee shop and have a meeting because I had all these other people around me had different lives, different experiences, but we're all under the same roof 
kind of just having a good time. Yeah. And so I fell in love with the, the um, cafe culture. Um, and then at that point, I was still diving deep into um, my own, I guess, storyline of coffee and trying to figure out how I can brew the perfect cups that I love. Um, and so um, I had this wild idea of, you know, which is not very wild when you, you talk to a lot of people about opening up your own coffee shop because really it is so much fun to be in and to be around a coffee shop. Um, and so I just, at the time when I was in my Bible school, I just went around to all of my peers and said, hey, if I open up a coffee shop, you want to join me? Um, and cool. uh, most most of them were like, yeah, man, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. But then, you know, when you say, let's open up a coffee shop, what does that actually mean? How do you get started? And um, where do you come up with the money to open up? How much does it cost to open up a coffee shop? Um, all of these questions started flooding out. I was like, oh, man. I just asked all these people to open up a coffee shop with me and I have no idea. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so one of the people who said yes was my wife. Um, And, um, and so we just kind of like, I just kind of just kept on dreaming about it. Like, okay, that would be so cool to open up a coffee shop, you know, to have a place where people can sit down and, um, you know, kind of be like cheers almost like, you know, when people walk in, you know exactly who they are. Yeah. They're like, Hey, what's happening? You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that, it just kept on dreaming. I just kept on dreaming about it. And then, um, part of our Bible school is that we always went on a six month outreach. Um, so we would go to other countries and figure out, you know, how we can bless and help the communities that are there in a short amount of time. And so one of the biggest things is you, you want to kind of get to know the people who are around you um, when you're doing the outreach. And so what better way to do that than in a coffee shop? Um, and so we got to know a whole bunch of locals through coffee shops all around, um, you know, mainland Europe. Um, we went into Turkey one time. And uh, so it was just really cool. And so when we did that, I kept on just paying attention, making mental notes of like, oh, this is a really cool coffee shop. I sure. would love to incorporate this idea into a shop one day if I ever own one. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just kept on making these mental notes. And then when our visas ended, um, I kind of was asking my question, okay, what, or asking myself the question, what do you want to do when you get back to the States? Like, what is, what is something that me as Christian Adams, what do I want to do that's just not the normal that I just want to go or, you know, like, you know, I worked for my dad in construction for five years, so I could go get a job in construction, but that didn't fulfill me. I didn't enjoy that. Um, so anyways, I was like, all right, well, let's just go ahead and apply to Starbucks. What better way to learn the industry and to get paid to learn the industry? Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's a great strategy actually. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, that's what I did. I, as soon as we got back within like the first, I don't know, two or three weeks, I applied at Starbucks and, um, and about a month later I got a call and, uh, you know, just an entry level job as a barista and, you know, you can work your way up there. And I really enjoyed the process of the hard work and learning of all the steps and pro, pro, um, 
all of the procedures that they do and all of that type of stuff. And so, yeah, did that for about a year and a half. Um, and I floated around to other stores. I didn't, I stayed, I had a home store, um, which was over at North Park. And, um, so I stayed there and I floated around in Mechanicsville a little bit, um, just filling in for other supervisors who needed time off. And, um, I got promoted to shift supervisor. And, uh, one of the things that I really felt was important for me to learn, knowing that one day I wanted to own my own coffee shop was how to do product management and people management. Yep. Um, Super important. Because if I can get those things down now, when it's not on my dollar, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it'll help me succeed um, in the future. And so that's something, you know, I really focused on was people management and product management. Um, and I felt like I did a decent job at it. You know, I can't out just flat out say, you know, I was really great at doing these things because everybody's human. Um, but I just really paid attention, made sure we ordered what we need, tried to, you know, do the forecast and product management. You know, I tried to create a relationship with every single one of my coworkers. And so that way I knew who they were, knew the situations that they were in. And that way I could create a good community in my workplace. So that way one day when I did own my own coffee shop, I could replicate, replicate that, that yeah. and be like, yeah. And be like, Hey, how are you doing at the beginning of every shift? When I walk in for all of my coworkers, I always ask them, how are you doing? Yep. How's your day been? You know, just to check in with them, see where they're at. So that way when I go in as the supervisor and or the owner or the leader of that group, I know how each person is doing. And I, if, you know, if their performance was poor in one area, I knew that I was able to shuffle them around and move them to another area where they would succeed. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of paid attention to those things while I was working at Starbucks. Um, and then we had, during that time, I would, kept on dreaming about this coffee shop and I was like, you know what, I really want to do this. Like, I feel like this is what we're supposed to do. And I talked to my wife and we, she agreed. So there was, I took the next step of being like, okay, well, I'm going to start going out on my time off. I'm going to go and sit in a parking lot all over, or a different <laughs> parking lot, all over Hanover County. And I'm going to go to the main road, sit as close as I can to the main road. And I'm going to go with my little clicker and click how many cars go by within so many hours just to see what the flow of traffic was. Yeah. See where, where are the people at? Um, and so, yeah, I did that, took that step and then I slowly built a, a business plan and a model that I felt like was a solid, um, yeah, uh, idea of moving forward. Um, and once I did that, um, one of, uh, a close family friends, kind of heard about our vision and what we wanted to do and, you know, create, you know, a community within uh, Hanover for coffee, but also just a place for people to meet. Um, and so as I kept on looking around and the guy heard about our idea, um, finally found a place where I was like, you know what, there's no cafe on this side of town. The only other cafe was a Starbucks and a Kroger. Um, everywhere else is a place to sit down and have a meal. Um, there's no place where you can go in, you know, spend maybe five bucks on a, on a cup of coffee 
and chat with your friend and be able to get up and go. Everywhere else, you have to sit down, order your meal. It can cost you a little bit more, upwards of twenty to thirty up thirty bucks. Sure. Um, and you know, it's not something that we're, you know, you can have quality conversations in those environments, but it's not the same um, as a coffee shop. So I found found the area on three hundred one, um, and uh, sure enough, the guy that kind of found found us was like, hey. You know, um, I've done well for myself. I want, I want to help you. I want to bless you guys and to see you execute this. And so we were able, he was able to give us the money that we needed to kind of get started. And, um, and, uh, yeah, the rest was kind of history from there. We found, we already knew the spot that we, we wanted because, uh, there is no other kind of retail space like it with, I mean, you've been to our shop. It has those nice big windows. Yep. So that way you have a lot of natural light coming in. And, um, yeah, so that was a huge blessing in disguise. I didn't even, um, think that that was going to happen. I was totally expecting to have to go to a bank and, um, yeah, yeah, ask them for, and, yeah, you know, traditional yeah, route, business yeah. loan. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't expect the fact that someone was just going to gift us this money. Um, and we paid them back. Um, but it was just, uh, just it blew us away um, and the generosity in that and so now moving forward into what we were thinking about the coffee shop of being a place for community um, we also wanted it to be um, a place where people like I said have that community aspect but that personal note where if you walk in we know who you are sure. and there's no boundaries of hey can you can I ask you for a favor you know, because someone was very generous to us. So it's now our mission to be generous to other people. Um, yeah. And it's not that we were, were never not generous. It just, it just stirred up a little bit more of a passion sure. for that. That's going to be a, being uh, there for the community, a cornerstone and a staple to your brand because of the story you know, yeah. behind it. And that ties into it. I like that. That's one thing. Um, yeah. I, I still remember one of the first couple of times that I came to your location over there to the shop and uh, it's such an inviting mm -hmm. space. It is, it, it looks yeah. modern, but it still has like kind of a vintage feel and just the layout is great. The seating arrangement is, you know, I've been in there, people have been having meetings in the back and we can sit in the front, either on the window bar or on the couch yeah. and kind of be isolated from what's going on. Like that doesn't bother me at all, or you can't hear what they're talking about. Um, and then you've got the cool high bar there on the counter side. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah if you don't want to hang around, you can just walk straight in and walk straight out, you know? <laughs> so exactly, I, uh, yeah. I really like exactly. your space a lot in the design that that's Thank gone you. into it and, and the way it is. Um, I think it's perfect, you know, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was really cool too. Cause, um, the, leading up to the point of when we got the space, uh, we were thinking about layout and how, how does things work? And, you know, to cut down on costs, we did a lot of our own build out. Sure. Um, and yeah. So I guess if you've got a construction dad, background, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and I totally can't take credit for anything else besides the tables that we have, um, in, in the coffee shop. Cause my dad and brother actually flew out from Oregon because we actually, uh, my wife and I had our son three months before we opened up our shop. And so, um, and I was still working for Starbucks at the time. So um, they came out and they were a huge blessing 
um, and they actually had total free creative reign to kind of do the build. I knew what I wanted inside the bar, behind the bar, so that I knew exactly where all of my product was and how it can flow efficiently. Mm-hmm. But on the outside of the bar, I totally gave them free reign, and they came up with a really cool, unique bar um, design. Yeah, because <laughs> um, and we had tons. Tons of palettes, and so why not use palettes, right? Yeah, yeah it, look, it gives a great look. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and laughing, though. You know, you gave them free reign of the interior design because you were way too tired after having a three month old to deal with any kind of yeah, man. design work yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> That's the real yeah. story I'm thinking behind that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it was, I think it was my stepmom who said it, but she was just like making a comment about family. She goes, you know, Adam's family, you really just don't do anything where you just dip your toe into the water. It's, it's, it's all, all or nothing. nothing. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you jump into the deep end or you don't do it at all. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of been the story of our, our life a little bit. You know, we didn't uh, necessarily plan out the fact of, oh, crap, are we actually opening a shop three months after having a baby? Uh, but we did, hey. and uh, yeah. huge learning curve. <laughs> yeah, and it makes, uh, yeah, it makes for great lessons. Makes for a great story too. Um, you know, yeah. that's going to be cool. That's going to be a yeah. cool story to tell your uh, son, right? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's going to be a cool story to tell your son. You know, when he's old enough to work uh, in there or, or take it over or whatever else. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah. of course everybody that has any sort of you know retail space here lately has been kind of turned upside down on their head with what's been going on with COVID. But uh, you know I know you and I talked a little bit um, several weeks ago when all this first started. You know you guys have a truck now, um, and that's really yep. kind of been your primary ve- you know vehicle, no pun intended, for uh, getting yeah. your coffee <laughs> out to the communities. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Was that just kind of a coincidental thing? Um, that you ended up with the truck or was the plan in the works? And then you heard this coming, you know, down the pike that stuff was going to start closing and you're like, yeah, we're definitely pulling the trigger. Talk to me about the truck. And uh, cause again, the truck blows my mind. Like I watch you guys work in there and like, it's super nice and cool looking on the inside. But then just like you were saying earlier too, I was thinking while you were talking about being a leader and, and getting along with the people you work with. I mean, you guys are jammed in that thing. Um, and y'all pull, yeah. you go to two locations. I mean, you're in there for like six, eight hours a day. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta enjoy who you're working with at that point. But yeah, talk to me a little bit about the Absolutely. truck. Yeah, dude, it, that's a wild story in and of itself. Um, but, yeah, I don't know really where to start besides the fact that we kind of got to a point as a company where we kind of established our brand and, and our kind of identity and um, we, kind of, we kind of knew everybody who was coming in the door, we kind of felt like, okay, we are at this point now where we could potentially expand. Um, we have enough people coming in the door we have enough relationships um we know kind of our product management and doing all that so we just kind of felt like okay what's next for the local cup um and as you know from our our retail stance from coming into the shop we actually have two spaces empty on each side of us and so we looked at the option of expanding on each either side of us and seeing what what it would look like from that stance um 
one of the things that we did is we actually ended up taking a full week off last year, shut down the shop completely. Um, and we went, my wife, son, and I went on a vacation, went to Ireland, um, and had a really good time, met up some friends when, when we uh, were in our Bible school. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just kind of like, you know, what if, what if we did kind of go mobile? Like, would that be a wild idea? And the people that we met up with was again from our Bible school. And so we just kind of were like, you know, guys, can you pray with us to kind of see where, um, what the next step is for us in the local cup. And, um, it was crazy. A lot of people felt like, um, <laughs> they're like, you're going to be mobile. You're going to be moving around. So you're going to be doing all of these things and going to different places. And I was like, wow, what would that look like? And I was like, I guess a food truck. You know? <laughs> um, and I was like, is, is that even a thing? Like, is, I mean, I realized that there's food trucks and food trailers out there. And I just never really seen a coffee truck go in full force. And so when we came back from our vacation, I just started like looking on eBay. I was looking on Craigslist to be like, is there like a perfect truck that we can find that would fit our brand and who we are? And so actually it was on eBay. I found this truck. Um, and uh, I was looking at it. I was like, oh my gosh, man, it's, it's all wood on the inside. Yeah, it it's looks great. Very, <laughs> yeah. It had this awesome display case for pastries and it was, the guy built it out for a coffee truck and he just kind of got it going. And then he realized that it was going to take more commitment um, to do that. And he couldn't really balance his life with the work that he had going. Cause I think he was a police officer. And, uh, and so he was just like, you know, I can't really give up this job because it's stable versus starting my own coffee company. So I messaged the guy and uh, he was actually up in Boston and uh, I was like, you know, also, I don't know much about trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. But um, I made relationship with a mechanic in town. and um, I just kind of got his opinion. I got the VIN number, figured out all the stuff, looked at all the Carfax and everything. And it was actually the truck is by itself in very good condition. Um, and all it needed to do is to be kind of rebranded, wrapped, and then put all the equipment in there. So. Um, I went and flew up there with my wife and we took a business trip and um, went and looked at it, test drove it, and saw the inside and you're just like, yeah, I think this is what we're going to do um, because there's nobody else that I know of that has this cool of a coffee truck. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one thing led to the next, we were able to uh, purchase the truck and I drove it all the way from Boston back down. Really? And, uh, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that in 24 hours. It was like I flew up, got a Uber to the guy's house, and then got out of the truck, and I just made my way down. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how we got the truck. Um, and then now with that uh, being the situation we're in now with the COVID going on and restaurants closing and you know states are closing down and um, you know, we were very fortunate to be considered as an essential business. And so we were still able to keep the shop up and going, um, for takeout, uh, you know, following all of the strict guidelines and everything that we can be doing to help prevent any other spread of COVID. Um, 
And so we, uh, with doing that, it took from the time that we bought the truck to the time that um, everything started closing down. Say, say everything closed down on Monday. We got the truck done, permitted, and ready to go that Saturday. Wow. Um, before everything closed down. It was just totally wild how it all happened. Yeah. Um, and so, and also, you know, looking for the good in all of this, you know, we were able to um, promote the truck and get it into neighborhoods fairly quickly um, because when you take caffeine or coffee out of people's daily routines, it gets <laughs> sad start quicker, to go man. South. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. So we tried, our, our goal with this was not necessarily to like promote the truck, although that is a good idea, but it was to try to create some type of normality for people in communities, especially because we are so community focused and yeah. we want to know the people in our community. We wanted to help them in any way, shape, or form that we can. Um, and so that's, I was like, all right, well, let's just start taking it into community. Let's take it into subdivisions. Let's, let's start reaching out to homeowners associations being like, Hey, everybody's working from home now. And, or is the coffee shops are closed. You can't go and get a cup of coffee. Can we come into your neighborhood and serve our coffee? Can we just start doing this? Um, and see where it ends up. And if it doesn't work out for you guys and you feel like it's not going to be conducive to your community, then that's totally fine. We respect that. We won't do it again. Sure. Uh, but it, it took off like a wildfire. Man. Uh, yeah. There's a line every time, Yeah, you know, we've been, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been amazing to kind of see how much the community's gotten behind us as a local business. Um, but it was also too, like the crazy thing is, is that we, when we bought the truck, we spent all of our money on the truck. So we didn't have, you know, the capital to go ahead and buy all the equipment to, to put in there outside of the coffee brewer. So when we started, we just were serving black coffee with cream um, and some flavors that we had from the shop. Um, and then from there, we were able to kind of keep growing. And now we have, you know, it's a full cafe on wheels. We have our pastries in there. We have the espresso machine in there. Um, you know, we have our cold brews, everything that we have in the shop is on the truck. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's, um, two things, you know, have come to my mind and sitting here talking about the truck. And one is, um, I think it's probably been a really good opportunity for you to get out and meet some new people. Um, you know, we, yeah. we kind of frequented the West store stop. Um, and I remember the first yeah. time you, yeah. know, you went there and you were like, yeah, the guy came out, you know, and he was talking to us and. You know, then you told a funny story about his wife was like, you working for them? Or are you working for me now? You know, like yeah, yeah. those are cool stories. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't yeah. live on that side of town, I mean, it's not really like West door is not like, you know, on a main drag, like you probably would never have any yeah. reason to go there. Um, yeah. and it's really cool that you had an opportunity to connect, um, with, you know, with those, yep. with those people that work there and live there and live in that area. Um, and the other yeah. cool thing that's been for us is like, when all this stuff started happening, my wife and I were fortunate enough to still keep our day jobs, you know, like we really weren't mm -hmm. affected by what was going on. So we kind of decided that, you know, our way of maybe quote unquote giving back was just going to be to try to help support the local businesses as much as we could. 
Um, so once yeah. a week, you know, our, all three of our kids were home from, uh, school, school's closed. They're all here. We're here once a week, yeah. we would figure out whatever spot you guys were at that was closest to us. And that would be like our little, like lunchtime kind of, we all got in the car together. We all got out. We all went. It was kind of like our little thing, yeah. um, that we did yeah. once a week, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, oh. tons of other additional, you know, I'm sure that for a lot of people in the neighborhoods, you know, it could be turned into the same thing for them, um, you know, or it was much easier for them because again, your kids are at home. I know there's restrictions. They're like, don't bring them with you when you go places. Right. Um, So it really solved a lot of problems uh, for people. I feel like, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's been very cool to see that people are being respectful, you know, when it's not necessarily just we're showing up and um, we're not following the guidelines of what have been put in place. It's we show up and then the community comes to support us, but they make sure like, you know, when we're in a community, whether there's a pool house or a pavilion or whatever, they all stay in their cars until yeah that person's order is done and then out. they come out yep. and they order. Yeah. And so it's been really cool to kind of see that, like, even though we're in a time of crisis and there's um, still potential, um, potential ways that you could, you know, contract the virus. Um, people are still being very respectful and it's allowing us to, for that in between time to be able to be like, okay, now how do we continue to move forward with all the precautions that are set in place? And so we've been able to wipe down all of our stuff during that time and transition. And, um, yeah. And it's been cool too, to be like, you know, to see all of the, um, community members coming out like you guys and your family and just being like, Hey, thank you so much for coming out. I've been stuck in my house (laughs) for two freaking weeks now and I just needed to get some fresh air, you know, and I I just wanted a cup of coffee. Um, And so it's been cool to be kind of that type of relief for people um, in in this time. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so um, what is your, I got two, two coffee questions that I want to ask you. What is your go-to drink then now? If you walk in on a Monday morning to Mm -hmm. the shop, you know, like what are you making for you before you get your day going? Uh, Or, you know, maybe, you know, I kind of go back and forth. Like sometimes I'm really digging like a morning cup of coffee, but then sometimes the afternoon, like the one o'clock, two o'clock, whether it's decaf or calf or whatever, um, you know, what's your, what's your go-to drink for whatever, you know, you're in, you know, in need of one. Yep. So I, there actually have like a rotation of drinks that I go through. Um, one of them is our flat white. Um, I actually add a little bit of honey to it. Um, but I, that's my like splurging drink. I like, that's my go-to of like, you know, I want something that's going to be nice and fluffy, but also get my caffeine and a little bit extra of a flavor. Um, so that's my, my go-to when I'm like feeling good. And then my typical, um, drink when I come first thing in the morning is actually a cold brew. Um, nice. I just drink a cold brew because it's, it's cold. I can get it in quick. Um, and it, it helps my brain kick in the drive and yeah. able to kind of get the day going. Well, you guys have high um, octane. I, you got high octane cold brew there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. 
So we, uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of our cold brew. So, um, that's kind of my go-to drink. And then, um, I also just like, uh, a good pour over. So I don't, right now I don't have a lot of time to, to make pour overs, um, because I'm in between running the shop and doing the truck and making sure that we have everything on the truck. Then also making sure that we have all the inventory in the shop, shop that we yep. need to keep this going too. So, um, I don't necessarily have the time to sit down, um, during the weekdays to kind of make a pour over. But, um, yeah, my go-to during the week is most likely either a flat white or a, a cold brew. Awesome. So debunk a coffee myth for me. Yeah. What's that? Uh, whichever one you want. What's one that is like something you hear all the okay. time that you're like, oh my gosh, that is not, you know, that is not true. Debunk a myth for me. All right. Um, oh man. I guess the debunking a myth is I'm kind of telling on myself. Um, a flat white's not actually a drink. Oh. No, yeah. Um, it is a drink. It, you can probably find it at most cafes, but everybody has their own variation of a flat white. Um, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's from New Zealand. Okay. Um, and they have a special way that they make it, and it's kind of a mystery. Uh, to me, it is. Um, and my coffee knowledge of, I believe it's just their way of making a very good cappuccino or a latte, but um, I also think that they have a little bit, they might have a higher quality of milk than we do. Um, sure. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure that why it's not necessarily a set drink because everybody knows that, you know, when you not everybody, but most people know in the, the coffee industry that a cappuccino is, is a little bit lighter than a, a latte. A latte has more milk versus a cappuccino has more foam. Um, but the flat white is, is kind of that, that white whale that everybody kind of makes their own variations of it to see how they can do it. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess that, that would be the debunker right there. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So you guys, um, serve ironclad, uh, coffee, sell the beans. Yep. Um, that's the, yep. those are the beans you use for every drink. Um, tell me about that relationship. Um, was that, did you guys kind of seek them out and say, Hey, we really dig what you're doing. Would you mind, you know, like partnering with us on this? Like, tell me how that all came about and what your decision went into to, to exclusively offer in their, uh, their product. Sure. Yeah. So when we opened up, when we finally got the green light to open up the shop, I went around to all of the groceries, um, that I knew of in Richmond at the time. Um, and just kind of tried their coffee as a customer. And then also at the same time, just kind of talked to some of their, whether there's their wholesale um, customer service person or if it was, um, you know, the roasters themselves. Um, and so I went around, you know, trying all, of, you know, we have some great coffee companies in Richmond. Yeah. Um, but I just made a special connection with Ryan O'Rourke, who owns and operates um, Ironclad. And uh, at the time, they were just a very small uh, roaster down in Scott's Edition. I mean, their space was um, very tiny. Um, so I went down one day, it was boiling hot for the roastery, and just introduced myself and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking to open up a coffee shop in Mechanicsville in Hanover. And um, uh, at the time, um, 
Ryan lived in Hanover, so it was really made that connection quite quickly. Oh, nice. Um, uh, but yeah, we kind of have similar stories uh, between Ironclad and and um, the local cup and the fact of our pre-existing lives before coffee. Um, and so we were able to connect on that and kind of um, just relate to each other. And so when, one of the things that I was looking for when I was picking a roaster was like, I want someone that I can talk to and relate to and not just be a business transaction. Yeah. Because as I've said, you know, we're about community. So that, that's every aspect of business for us. And so whatever they're a vendor or if they're roasters or if it's just the company that we're buying syrup from, uh, we really want to try to make sure that we're doing our best to be a good steward to them and also create the relationships back and forth. Um, and so we, yeah, we uh, just connected with them and they have um, their kids are around the same age as my son and uh, they're, they're just a great family. Um, cool. And so, yeah, and they really, I tried the coffee, loved it, and um, they really were um, excited to help us create our own coffee. Um, and I know a lot of roasters do that, um, but it was just like a whole next level experience with them um, to be able to like sit down and be like, these are my favorite coffees. Let's try to create a really awesome blend um, for our espresso, for our house, um, and all that. And so we've kind of continued work, continually worked with them to kind of continue to create our own brand and our own flavors, uh, with the coffees that they bring in that are unique. Um, and so we have, uh, I think three different coffees that are exclusive to us. So we have the Taverners blends, um, yeah. and all the names, all the names that we've chosen are, um, they're based off historical events that have happened yeah. in Hanover. And I, I freaking love, um, I love that. Like that I'm yeah. super big into history. Um, I've lived in Hanover yeah. my whole life and, uh, and yeah, like I, that was one thing that like hit me right off the bat with the bag that they use. It's got the Tredegar ironworks yep. on it. And then yeah, yep. the pictures on the yep. front. Um, so this, the Taverners, yeah. the cold Harbor cold brew. And then what's yep, the other that's one? Right. And then we have the seven days espresso. Yes, uh, that's the guy at the hot air balloon yeah. on the front, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So that those those surprisingly, you know, when we opened up, Hanover County didn't really necessarily have. They've had coffee shops in the four that before that were local, uh, but none of them really stuck around for a long time uh, outside of you know Starbucks, and so everybody had those kind of the profile of Starbucks and know that they are a darker coffee company versus. Um, Ironclad is more of sort of medium to lighter roast coffee. And so when we came in, a lot of people were like, oh man, like this is very citrusy. This is, <laughs> this is a coffee. This is, this is water. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and it's, and it, you know, it's a lot of trial and error on our end to, you know, going from just having coffee as a hobby to owning a coffee shop. Um, and so uh, as, as we started to kind of get down all of our techniques, and find out you know all of our recipes that work well the more and more that we've started building our company and our brands the more and more the people in our community started preferring our blends um and so you know we have a rotation like our retail shelves have you know we have a wide variety of coffee bags that you can take home try for yourself um and uh so we 
and and with that we have all of our blends and our exclusive roasts on there those sell the most and it's because people have kind of started learning with us it's been a learning process for the community and for us okay what is what does a light medium roast actually taste like and how it can be really good without cream and sugar sure um and so that was like when we first started like as we were learning and as we were kind of getting our feet under ourselves, the more and more people were like, wow, this is very flavorful coffee. This is amazing. You know, I can drink this without cream. I can drink this without sugar. And that's, you know, and I've talked to Ryan about this, you know, that's the biggest compliment that he could receive is that, you know, people are drinking it as coffee as is and how it was intended to be without that cream and sugar. Yeah. Not saying that cream and sugar is bad, but, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's been really cool. The seven days, I think, is probably the one that we drink the most here at my house. Um, yeah, yep. And that has a really, like, berry uh, kind of aroma yeah. to it. Like, when I can tell, uh, you know, when my wife has been and you guys have ground it, and even if it's in the pantry, yeah. like, I can walk in the house and smell it. <laughs> You know, yeah, like the first yeah, day that we get yeah. it, um, it's got a very Absolutely. distinct smell and, and it's, a, I don't want to really call it sweet, but yeah, like that berry kind of note to it. It's, it's very, very unique. Um, yeah, it's, it's really yep. cool. I like to, a lot of times I'll like, um, associate smells or, or things like that with, um, with experiences and things, especially with like food and drinks. Um, yeah, because again, absolutely. we drink a lot of coffee, um, you know, and stuff, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, uh, it, it makes me happy, you know, like, like I said, you know, yeah. we all go out to the truck and, you know, going, I, my wife and I would go before the shop closed, like on Fridays, we go for like a lunch date, um, sometimes, yeah. you know, in there and stuff. Yeah. And so it kind of brings back that. I love when something like that gets me because it brings back memories of those experiences and just makes me happy. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's, that's the cool part too. When we were designing and dreaming about our coffee shop, like what did we want it to look like? What was one of the feels that we wanted to have? Um, and so if you actually look through our coffee shop, you can see there's actually a lot of, they're really cool artworks, but it's their positive messages. So, you know, we have on, on one of our main walls, that says make today amazing. We have another thing that's kind of between the bathroom doors that says choose joy. <laughs> you know, we want it to be a place where people can walk in and they're like, oh man, I'm home. Yep. You know, or have a sense of feeling yeah. when you come in that you're like, you're welcomed at our coffee shop. Um, and with that, you know, when people buy our coffee, I feel like they're not just buying the coffee, you're, you're buying the sensation that you get when you walk into the shop. And you're getting a quality product but you're also getting all the feelings that you felt when you went into the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, with that. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so what, what are kind of your plans, you know, post COVID? I know we're kind of, we've kind of moved into phase one. So, you know, anybody yep. listening, um, when can they expect to be able to come and walk in the shop and hang out, you know, as they were used to doing say in January or February sure. of this year? Yeah, um, I think that's all still to be determined um, as we go through the phases. Um, I think right now, you know, today was the first day of um, being able to allow people to sit out on the patio and or sit outside with our furniture outside. 
Um, and that was, I think, a huge morale booster for everybody, not just the businesses in our strip mall, but just for the community in general. Yeah, and people were, they, it, you definitely saw more people out and about. Um, and so that was exciting. So I honestly, we don't have a timeline of what it's going to look like um, for the shop to be fully open until they kind of give us the go ahead. Sure. Um, but, to be uh, like, hey, yeah. Kind of just looking like making small steps in that direction. Um, we'll call it the right yeah. direction. Making small steps in the right direction. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, we're just going to be following the, the advice of our leaders. Um, and going from there. And then also at the same time, we will still be running the truck on a day-to-day basis. Cool. And that's kind of the, the heart behind that is not just that you can come and get a good cup of coffee in the shop, but you can come and get also a good cup of coffee on the truck. On the truck. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, as long as we can, we'll run, we'll run the truck. You know, the idea originally behind it was to go to like some events and, um, go to some soccer fields on the weekends and, and be a part of the community that way. But we never really saw it, like I was saying earlier, kind of taking off the way that it did. And now as we are continuing to go in the right direction, um, communities and neighborhoods have been continually asking us like, Hey, can we make this a regular thing where you guys come in on a weekly basis? So that way for the people who do still work at home, and, you know, as, as we're going forward into the right direction, companies are changing, you know, yeah. um, more and more people may actually be allowed to stay at home if they so choose to work. And so this also then creates another great opportunity for us to kind of keep the truck going into the neighborhoods and as well as, um, you know, maybe going to places like you were saying, staying at West door where there's really nothing out there. Um, and to reach those people who typically, if they were to work in town and now they're working from home permanently, still get a great cup of coffee. Cool. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, I think I've got two questions here that I wanted to ask you to, I think I probably know the answer to them, but I want to ask mm-hmm. them anyways. What do you think is the best part about your business? What's the best part about the local cup in your eyes? The atmosphere. Excellent. I love that you didn't have to think about it either. You're like you, one word and it was right there. <laughs> yeah, man. There's, I, you can, you can go, this is probably not the best uh, way to promote something, but you can go anywhere and get a great cup of coffee. Not, and, and you can't just go anywhere, but I mean, if you have people making coffee, you know that they've been trained right and you trust them to do their job. You know, you can get a great cup of coffee anywhere. And I trust that a lot of our cafes around Richmond are serving great cups of coffee. Um, But also what goes into play with that is the atmosphere, the culture that you create as a business owner or as a manager of a shop. And so when you walk into a shop, you can feel, you can sense the atmosphere. You know, like, wow, this feels really heavy in here. Or holy cow, man, I feel so good in here. I just want to stay here for hours, you know? And I feel like that's something that we've done really, really well is just our atmosphere and staying, staying up with um, how positive we can be as a coffee shop, but also to be role models in the community of having gratitude and being kind and being generous and um, 
yeah, that's, I think that's huge. And I feel like that's something that we do really well. That's awesome. That's one of my favorite parts. That's awesome. Yeah. So what has been, uh, like a favorite moment for you? Like when somebody says, when you're sitting down somebody asks you what you do for a living, you're like, Oh, you know, run this coffee shop, I own a coffee shop. Um, and they say like, Oh, well, cool. What's like, what's, what's a, a memorable, like the most memorable moment or like, what's, what's kind of something that comes to your mind when you're telling people, you know, that you're the owner of a, of a coffee shop. Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are tons of perks of, uh, owning your own business and especially a coffee shop. Um, I think the best part is the people, um, uh, truly. Um, cause when I, when I moved here, I, like I said, I'm not from here originally. So I've been here for about four and a half years now. Um, and I didn't know a single person when I moved here outside of my in-laws and my wife. And so, um, that's the coolest part. If, if you want to own a coffee shop is getting to know your community, getting to know your clients and yeah. your customers. Um, because you make so many cool connections. I mean, we've had several people come in and come out and there we, we have people who are just traveling. who use three or one as an alternative route um, that we get to meet from all over the States. Um, but also at the same time, you, you get to know your, your customers um, in a deeper way. And so we had recently, we had um, one of our customers, um, kind of was moving in a different direction with her job. And um, she had been thinking about opening up her own business or starting her own company. And she's just like, I don't have enough like manpower to get this done. And I was like, Oh, I know two amazing people that you should talk to <laughs> um, that are in this field. And you can, you know, you could pick, on, pick their brain. You could, ask them to work for you. You could just sit down and have a cup of coffee with them to say, how, how did you do this? And so we've been able to, to make connections and, but also we've been able to help other people make connections. And I think that, that is a really cool part of, you know, owning a coffee shop is, is that you, if you can gain the trust of your um, customers, you can go a long way um, and they will continue to support them because the more you get to know them, the more you can help them. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get the same, same thing. I mean, I can speak to that personally, you know, like we were coming to the truck, you know, I own a business and then, yeah. you know, I had bought a bunch of coffee and so you were like, Hey, you know, you got any shorts and like a shirt, you know, you can hook me up with yeah. you know, like fitness gear. That's and right. Yeah. So that that is super cool. I, I never really connected those dots until just now, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you and I are a prime example of exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, there, there's a lot of talk about um, business and how you should do it and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of sayings in coffee, you know, if you're, you're in the coffee industry, um, are you, are you in the coffee industry or are you in the people industry? Um, yeah. And we, we truly believe that we're in the people industry serving coffee. We're not in the coffee industry. Um, just, to gain profit and to, you know, be a business. We want to be there for people. We want to serve people. Um, and so that's a huge part outside of the fact that we have, you know, amazing products and, and we find great joy in that. Um, the bigger, looking at the bigger picture of, 
this is community focus. And so we're here for people. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I thought of something I wanted to ask you early on, but then we got to talk about something else. Um, tell me about how you came up with the name really quick. Oh man, that's, that's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's just, yeah, we really felt, you know, in the beginning of the process of deciding who we wanted to be as a company, we decided like, okay, how can we be as local as possible? Um, and one of the biggest things is like we're working our way to hopefully the grand scheme of it is that most of the products that we get, we want it to be from local vendors, mm-hmm. from local farmers. So we are, lo- we are working our way to, you know, having local dairy as much as possible. Um, and we're working through having local coffee. We don't just buy from a big chain. Um, we were very intentional about buying from a local roaster um, and so on and so forth. You know, there's a lot of things in our shop, like we sell a couple of books um, from local authors. And so we wanted to, if we were going to be focused on community, we needed to be as local as we could. Sure. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, that's, that's a huge thing for us. And um, to as well as uh, the, in Mechanicsville, uh, the Richmond Times has a, a offshoot um, called the Mechanicsville Local as well. Um, and so we just, we just love the idea of like Hanover is actually quite big and landmass wise, but it has a small town feel. Yeah. Um, right. And, and so we really wanted to kind of continue to kind of give the service of a very, um, well-oiled machine and to know what we're doing and to, to serve it and do it well, but also at the same time, the same level, have our local roots and have everybody knowing everybody. And again, working towards having as much local stuff into our shop as we can. Awesome. And so that's kind of the idea behind the local cup is, is cool. And it was actually my wife who, who chose the name. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And you, and you co yeah. with your wife, you were telling me, um, before we started recording, yep. she's a big part of, uh, other business as well. So, which is fantastic. Yeah, you know, you can, uh, you can run yeah. a marriage and a coffee shop successfully. You're doing something right with the right absolutely. person, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Well, yeah, Christian, we, we love it. Um, I want to thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy day. We've been trying to, uh, trying to line up for the last couple of weeks, but I know you've been slammed on the, on the truck and just figuring out, yeah, you man. know, what's going on with the landscape. So I really, really appreciate you taking some time to sit down with me today. Um, this was super fun. I got a ton of context and backstory on, on my favorite <laughs> shop in town. Uh, so it's going to make my experience yeah. even better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks Excellent. for having me. Man. Thanks.